0: Hello and welcome to a live post-game edition of the Warriors all 82 in Phoenix. Tim Kawakami and myself, Anthony Slater, watching it uh, remotely. Another Warriors lost 0-8 on the road. I know uh, you will immediately point to the fact that this concerns you deeply about uh, what this team might be in a playoff road setting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. All season,
1: but... This this was just another. I mean, it's not you know twice getting really pounded by the Suns in Phoenix. This team has prided itself on winning every, at least one road game in every twenty six all twenty six playoff series of the Steph Curry German I Believe they're up to 27, 27 whatever it is. And there's no evidence that this team has that in them this season. Again, long time to go, but this is now eight road games uh, that they have not looked good in. You know, they're again, giving up
0: the, they're giving up 124 a game on the
1: road. Yeah, they just right. don't have that thing where they can, you know, dig it out against a team. You know, Phoenix is a good team, but they, you know, they couldn't dig it out against Orlando. They couldn't dig it out against Detroit. They couldn't dig it out against Charlotte. Uh, and they got, a, you know, a lot of games against good teams on the road coming up. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think the road record is looking like it's going to be? Is it going to be like, you know, eight and, you know, whatever the hell, 33? Or, I mean, it's just... No, no, or, no, it, no. It won't be, I'm... but... Like this is not good. I mean, they got Houston coming
0: up. So, as I think we discussed on. Yeah, I mean, one thing not to add, not to add to your point because I don't think it's gonna be eight and thirty three or anything like that. But you know, they're already lost in Detroit. They're already lost in Charlotte. They're already lost in Orlando. Like you know, they've lost some of the gimme road games yep. That, yep. that that are out there. Although I well, put it off, this way, they've really got to turn
1: it on to be better than eight and eight and thirty three. They won't be eight thirty three, but they're gonna we're gonna feel a difference. When they're, you know, they get to what well, 13, let's, let's 13, even, and, yeah, thirteen and twenty-eight or whatever that bad record's going to
0: be. Well, let's even just like let's just say the target right now is, um, you know, twenty-one and twenty. I mean, obviously that's like very ambitious at this yeah. point. But you know, that would mean they they turn it around. What would that be at this point? That twenty-one 20. and twelve the rest yep. of the way. Yep, 12. If they Solve their issues like that's like a real like that's a fine record over you know it's not too spectacular like I believe that can happen now a lot of things need to change yeah. and that's what we should get into right I mean to me it, three things to talk about tonight defense Clay Thompson Jordan Pool and those have been themes early early this season uh, Jordan Pool 5 just silent you know two points Clay Thompson loud yeah, so like, you, know you can't know I mean. say silent for clutch. Yes, I am not saying silent. Um, You know, he just, you know, 6-17 shooting. You know, I put this stat out, and this is before he scored a little bit late on some free throws. But, like, he has more shot attempts than points this season. That is amazing. That is amazing. I mean, that's... That's, like, the epitome yeah. of inefficiency. Yeah. Just just for you, like, Steph,
1: 50 points tonight, 28 shot attempts. And now, obviously, it was a great night for Steph, but it's not that different from some of the other great nights he's had. And that
0: that's where Clay the inefficiency is just unbelievable. Yeah, I think we're looking at right now. If I'm doing the quick math in my head from when I did during the game, I think he's I I believe it 181 points on 185 shots this wow. season. Wow, that is that is that's
1: killer. And obviously, what we know the killer is that neither one of them is playing great defense. So they've got to score to be productive. They've got to score to hold up their end. And they are doing the opposite. They are scoring and, you know, they're being incredibly inefficient or passive on offense. Uh, and that is even when Steph has this incredible night. And, you know, I love the plus minus numbers, whatever. But, you know, if you're on the court with Steph, you're not doing much, but he's doing everything. So you should. Yeah, that's one of those false plus minuses uh, because he was, you know, he was throwing in everything he possibly could. And the people who are on the court with him kind of got carried along a little bit. That's, you know, one night thing. Uh, It was bad.
0: And I don't, I mean, who
1: who played good other than him? I mean, it's
0: Looney. uh, Yeah. I mean, Looney did just what Looney does, I guess. (laughs) He's not exactly, you know, if he's your second best player, that's typically a bad thing. Um, but to me, what I thought was the possession that, uh, was very emblematic of the night was it was you know mid-third you know they're kind of letting go of the rope a little bit they threw it up to clay and he had a few of these possessions in sacramento and i highlighted a post game but you know there's 20 on the shot clock still they throw it up you know they're trying to move it ahead but they're not throwing it up to clay like hey chuck it right when you touch it (laughs) wiggins Wiggins is floating to the corner open draymond i mean he's not looking for a post up but draymond's kind of inside like they want to get some movement going they have an advantage but Clay just pulls, you know, four feet behind the line with a hand like somewhat near his face, you know, obviously, because he's trying to get himself going. But at this point, he's, you know, probably something like three of 12 shooting. Um, he misses it. And, you know, you could look at the video, but Draymond Green doesn't even come back on defense. He's like yep. exasperated <laughs> by the shot attempt. That's when the, the Phoenix gets a run out the other way. They get fouled. Steph Curry punches the basketball, gets a technical. They call timeout. They come back from, uh, you know, the commercial of Steve Kerr's like in the huddle talking about like, yep. trust, trust each yes. other, trust yes. each other. Like, yes. And Draymond is at the point, you know, he's over, he's kind of punching like his fist, basically. Clearly, he's not like saying anything, but you can tell what he's thinking, what everybody's thinking. And like, you know, again, it it, it just seemed to me tonight, like Clay Thompson's shot selection, like kind of sucked the life out of them. And, and that includes on the defensive end. Yeah, even when they're making little rallies, or Steph is
1: basically creating these rallies, then it would go to clay, the shot would go up, and it would be clanging off, and they'd be running back, and, and or not running back on defense, whatever the case may be, and Phoenix would get a bucket. And then Steph would have to go out and dig another bucket out himself, uh, and, and those clay shots really, really let the air out of the balloon, whatever they had. Whatever energy they had, uh, he removed a lot of it, and... You know, and you know, you could tell what he wanted. He wanted to add energy. He wanted to be the guy giving them life. That's what we've said all season. You you just see it in him. Like he's so determined to have that night that turns it all around. But trying to search for it, he's making it worse because the shots are not going. Like he made his first shot tonight. I think he's made his first shot a couple other nights. And you think, okay, this is where he hits five straight, and it all feels good, and he hits three more in the fourth quarter and you could tell he's thinking that and it just goes clang, clang, clang. And then he's searching for it and it just gets worse. And he starts pulling the string front rim. Uh, and he's not playing great defense. Uh, it's all piling on top of each other. And especially on the road, you know, and, and this is a Curry masterpiece. This is about as good as Curry gets.
0: He scored this, 50 and we're not even talking about him. Because yeah, exactly. it's like, I mean, this was
1: this shit. This wasn't just chucking. This was, he had to go get these points. he, just completely manufactured a 50 point night and they never, and they never were in control of this game ever. Not one moment. Uh, that is a bad sign. Like that's a sign of a lopsided team uh, with a superstar whose great efforts are going to waste right now. And, you know, you, you, you have to believe they have, they have it in them to turn this around. You have to believe that, that the front office believes this and that Steve Kerr believes it, but man, it's, it's not looking good. And they are, you know, this is not a short, it's part of the season anymore. Yeah, I is just getting into, you know, the heart of a basketball season when you're supposed to be able to show who you are. And maybe they are showing us who they are.
0: So, you know, and I see somebody on the chat asking why Camiga didn't play tonight. He was sick. He was a late scratch. You know, and, and part of the question was like, you know, why doesn't he play over Jermichael Green tonight? Which would have been a fair uh, question yeah. if oh, if, oh if was available tonight. Oh my God!
1: Jamal Green, Green like had a record. I remember. just write this whole thing no matter how you know they could be you know send down Wiseman and G Lee. They could be positioning to trade in a position where they have to trade Wiseman and then I'm watching Michael Green who has not been good this season, but tonight was unbelievably bad. Now he ends up as a plus seven. This is where the plus minus because he's out there with Steph during a lot of that rallying. Uh, that is all Steph. He was – Michael Ray was horrible, Uh, like two rebounds, straight brick and like three layups, two of them that Steph grades. Just looked awkward out there. I don't think he was playing great defense either. Uh, Was terrible, just terrible. Uh, You know what? Defense Angel was pretty good. There we go. That's maybe their third best player in this game, and that's not great for them because Wiggins was passive. Poole was passive. Draymond – I mean, I don't know that he was passive, but he certainly wasn't totally in this game.
0: So what do you what do you make of the, the this pool situation though? Because literally two nights ago, he's like the best player on the floor. He scores 36. He basically gives Steph Curry a night off on the second night of back to back, right? It was like Steph could kind of hit cruise control because it was like Poole was bl- helping them blow out the Spurs. And we've seen Jordan Poole in this starting lineup, you know, and I'm talking about the starting lineup that includes Looney back there, you know, protecting yeah. defensively. Um, Be great. And, you know, we've seen him off the bench various times for stretches of games last season, last playoffs, be productive. And he does need to find himself with the second unit. It's vital. But it is uh, getting, you know, it's weird right now with the way Clay's shooting, the way he's just inefficiently dragging, you know, everything down. And it does seem to like the, you know, a pool answer is. You know when he starts, he's better. And it, 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 like Steve Kerr's made it clear, he's not benching Clay Thompson, but it's just kind of creating an awkward situation. Yeah, yeah they got to look at it now.
1: You should be good whenever. You know he 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 signed, he came back, he understands. He's a six man. there's no misunderstanding. Yeah. And he was a six man in some good games in the postseason. Uh, like this is this shouldn't be something that's. But maybe you have to look at it. I'll tell you what you can't do is you can't play Clay with Pool. You cannot play those two guys together. They get destroyed on defense when that happens. Uh, and like the, there are some pieces here that don't fit, and some of them are important pieces. <laughs> and that's going to be a lot of Kerr managing this. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but I think you do have to look at it. I think you have to look at Pool starting now. What you do with Clay, I, you know, I think I said it on the on podcast. Maybe I just said it to you. Can they just say, you know what, Clay, take like five games off? Like you know, your knee hurts right now. Take five games off, and just give pool five games to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, but I know what you're saying, but the two problems there, I think, like number one, like you like Clay's got to get right for them to be yep. who they need to be. So yep. that's like start But the five games that, might, right?
1: yeah, five games might clear his head. I, I don't know. I I, I just think it's emergency, well, you know, yeah. emergency things are kind of on the table right now.
0: Yeah, but but the other thing is like how you know. That and these are these are questions that they can answer better than we can answer, but how does clay, how would Clay handle yeah, it? Yeah. So no, like that, that's know. the problem. Like that,
1: and that's the same thing it would with benching him for pool, you might lose yeah. Clay like forever. And with all that he's given to this team, that all that it took for him to get back, uh, with the way he connects with everyone else, that would be a hard thing to lose clay, like emotionally. And they could. We've seen how emotional that he's been. Uh like if if they're better with, with Pool starting, which they certainly look like at least against the Spurs. It wasn't a road game, so we'll have to see. Like I might try it. I might just try it just to see what it feels like. You know, it really wouldn't be a fair test if it's Houston because it's a game we figure they're going to win anyway. But a, a decent game strateg- strategically plays it for that's the game where Clay's off and just see. And if they look great again, you would think Clay would be like Steph. What what does Steph do when he was coming back from the injury? Anthony Slater in
0: the in the playoffs. Not only did he come off the bench for one game, I believe he came off the bench for four consecutive games. By the end, he was able to play 38 minutes. Remember, they played him 38 off the bench. (laughs) And he was doing it as a point, maybe a point to pull. It's almost impossible to do. But it was a point to pull, I remember, at the time. But, yeah, you know. Can Clay do that?
1: Can Clay make that, you know. I think mm. it would have to come from him. I think literally Clay would have to tell Kirk. I'm okay with it. I don't know if that will happen. Yeah, or stick. or
0: Steph Curry sitting with Thompson down.
1: Yeah, I mean that would be a lot. That would
0: be a lot. Yeah, again, these are like, these are like speculative stuff. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, I
1: think I think it's they're to the point where it has to be at least like in the air. It can't be completely denied. Now Curry will deny it every single time he can until the moment they do it. But I think it has to be thought about because. A pool game like this kills them, and and Clay getting all these these shots up kills them. And there could be some adjustments. I don't know that they win this game even with a decent pool game, but they'd have a shot at it. And without pool scoring anything, they had no shot, among many others. And that's with a Steph masterpiece game. And they shouldn't say, and this is, you know, Mark Jackson was saying over, and I agree with him, when you got Steph Curry going like this, that should be a W. It doesn't matter who you're playing. That should be a W. That was a W in game four of the NBA finals. Game four of the NBA finals down 2-1. That was a win. That's how he played and they win. They they can't be a blowout loss to anybody. And that's what this was.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. yep, You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, so we should get to the defense just as a whole. Uh, You know, they're bottom five in the league right now. Um, And... You can point to a lot of areas. You know, I thought one in the first half that was obvious, you know, they're not rebounding, you know, yep. they, you know and they've lost some, re, you know, kind of the glue rebounding personnel with the auto porter. Great. Payton could rebound. The elites good. Obviously, they're just – they don't have juice out there, and they're not, like, hustling really. You know, and that leads to, like, lack of box outs, all that. You know, they were sixth in defensive rebounding rate last season. They're down 27th, I think it is, or at least that's what it was, entering the night. It, I don't think it got better. Don't think it got better. not yeah. <laughs> No. Um the fouling, which Kerr mentions, and it, you know, it sounds like a very coach thing, but it's reality. I mean, you're like Phoenix is one of the lowest free throw rate teams in the league. Like they don't get to the line. Well, they got to the line tonight, you know, five or six times more than they usually do. So, you know, it's just they're they're hacking. I mean, Jermichael Green, you know, his is chief among that. Wiseman was, but Wiseman's not out there tonight. They're still hacking. Um and it's just generally and I say, you know, from Marcus, I just saw Steve quote post-game, but he's basically, you know, he said this. He called it a Drew League game. He's getting a little yeah. bit more descriptive than pickup up game. Um, but they are just lifeless on defense. Yep. Well, they're getting beat off the dribble, and then that
1: just collapses everything, and then they get hit with, with the threes. And it's just bad defense. They're not moving their feet. Uh, this is an issue when Clay is not as good as he was when they play pool. When, you know, Steph is, you know, is better, but – we know has his issues. Uh, although he played Aiton on that one possession, do you see that?
0: And Aiton turns into Steph and can't shoot over. Like first of over. all, what I mean, like that is <laughs> like, what's Aiton doing there? He,
1: he's weird. He's a weird player. He he's a odd player. As for as big as he is and as talented he is, uh, and as good hands as he has, he does some weird things. Anyway, uh, they got issues. They got, and that's why I think, you know, if they're gonna make a move, it's for a man up defender on the wing like they, i think they need that more than anything and we know the guy that i mentioned i don't even know if he's gettable but
0: for, I, just, Faites, he, <laughs> he, he, like, I have seen no way he would be cuz like phoenix like phoenix is committed to their style of play like phoenix went and spent that no, money Crowder. for a reason. Well, Crowder. i, I said oh, Gary Payton oh, a second oh, but either oh.
1: one either one
0: yeah either you know one, what i mean you know. like i just like you saw it tonight like who does phoenix think they got to go through in the west like why like and phoenix sees the problems laid out in front of him, it would be front-office malpractice. Yeah. It, could be a, a, it, yeah, it could be a three-team But beyond. that's it's still it, them yeah. knowing who is, he's going to. Like, exactly. if you are James Jones, why the hell would you try to solve Because I agree with you that that would really help solve a problem. What What why if you get you a piece it? from a third team?
1: Like, what if you could get – like, so Wiseman goes somewhere else and that team
0: gives Phoenix something. Like, you, you could see something. Like, it, they, By they, the way, like, it sounds like a Jake, I mean, like, you know, I'm reading the rumblings from Mark Stein and Jake Fisher. Like, it sounds like a Crowder Tr- three-team trade is yeah. – is yeah. on the no, precipice. I doubt it would be to the Warriors. Like, I do doubt I, that. I mean, but, I but, don't
1: get any yeah. sense. You know what is... I'm looking at? I'm looking at guys in that 8 nine, ten $9, $10 million salary range for one year, and guess what Jay Crowder is? He's in. He's like $10 million this season. So I'm just keeping an eye on stuff like that. But when would that completely solve, or someone like him completely solve everything with the Warriors? No. But I think it would reorder them a little bit better. I think it would set them up to like not be a disaster on defense, with a, you know, maybe with a second unit, can you just count on a little less of a, of a complete, you know, explosion against you? And then maybe those depth minutes are better. It's just like, it might reorder them a little. The way the GP2, you know, did last season, they just kind of set them in the right direction. How about Moody not playing until the second half, uh, Slater? What was that?
0: Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's what Kaminga out. And well, you know, look, K- K- Moody played last game because Clay Thompson sat. Yep. And you know, it, it, it's tough for him because I mean, basically, DiVincenzo's back now, so he's definitely behind DiVincenzo. Pool's coming off the bench, and you know, the backcourt's crowded, and you know, he's kind of a two three. You could you could get him in in smaller units, um, but I I agree. I mean, I, I think he should. I, I think he should.
1: Yeah, run, yeah, play him. I would play him, and if he's not going to play much in this game, he did get in a little bit. Man, he's out. Might be out. of the rotation. So you might have him and Wiseman out of the rotation, uh, as I wrote. You know, you had you had Kuminga's tick, but he didn't play. Wiseman and the G League didn't play. Baldwin and and Rollins. All these draft picks they got, they like none of them played in this game or very much. Uh, and, and you understand it, decision by decision. But, man, that's a big chunk of their roster that's not playing. And then you have Iguodala, who's not playing. Yeah, I, and, I,
0: again, I, I, it's amazing. Like, it's just the, yeah. the roster
1: utilization is just a disaster right
0: now. Well, it reminds me of a couple of years ago when it was like, you know, they had an empty 15th. <laughs> Alan Smilingich was still lingering around. Uh, you know, Wiseman wasn't ready. Um, Clay later, was they were horrible
1: that season. They were horrible. <laughs> Clay, was,
0: Clay was still injured, right? You know, so he was an empty, empty spot. Um, yeah, they were. <laughs> um and the one thing I would say though because I agree with you I mean you, yeah like what you laid out they've, they've t- selected five guys at, you know since 2020 who didn't play tonight like Kamingo will play and Moody should play and I think both I, like to me like they gotta find a way with these two because I think they're good enough to, to be in a rotation they just like I, you know you know, challenge on for the coaching staff, challenge on for the veterans, whatever. Like, and obviously, like the youth, they have to play well too, and they have to be ready. But like, we've seen these two help. They like, there were long stretches last season, like a month at a time, that like Jonathan Kamiga was like, look great. Like, you know, not I don't know, he wasn't like, oh my God, spectacular. He has to play 30 minutes a night, but you know, I remember. Literally leading up to the playoffs, Kaminga was in the rotation for like 10 straight games, and we were writing going into the playoffs. Like, gosh, you got to find a spot for this guy because he looked good in the rotation. Moody in the West Finals. Like, find a way to get these guys in the rotation. That's what I'd say. Because I think those two are ready. You know, I agree generally they have a lot of empty roster spots, but I just don't think that these two are as empty as it looks right now. No, I agree. I completely agree with that. It's just the coach isn't playing them, or
1: you know, and – Again, there's reasons for this, but it's not like they got a bunch of guys playing great ahead of them on the second unit, right? I mean, that's, I think that's the exasperation is, okay, they won a championship without really playing those guys. That's great. That's what you're supposed to do. You play the best guys if you're going to win a title. But now, you know, Michael Green ahead of them or, you know, whatever. I mean, we can all go with Anthony Lamb and, I guess, understand why he's playing. But what's his max out? What's the top of his, you know, possible ceiling? And is that anything close with Jonathan Mingo's ceilings could be in like three weeks in seven weeks, you give Jonathan minga 20 straight games where he's playing the minutes that Lamb is getting now. Is he going to, how much better is he going to be than Lamb? I would think a lot. So, and some of those rebounds, I'm not blaming Lamb for, but when they were popping, they're going right over his head. Like he just couldn't grab those, those rebounds. And that was a three point shot coming back right back at the Warriors. Again, maybe Kaminga blows that too, but I, I think they're at the point where they have to see it. I, I don't know what they're protecting, and there's, you know, they're, you know they're what I mean? not and developed. Got, they're bad and they're not developing. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, we combo. we do have to remember though. He would have played, you know, yes, 14 yes, to 20 yes. minutes tonight good if he was one, available. He one, just wasn't one. available. He
1: had been out of the, the rotation before that though. Like, yeah, is yeah. a reason to we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But um, that you, they again, it, it's almost it's going to be really really hard for them to win road games when I'll just say clay and, and pool play like this. And they played like this for a while now. Like we can talk all about the second, unit, we can talk all about everything else, man. If they don't have it from those two, I, I don't know where they're going to go or, or, or even like a little bit better. would still be problematic. They need them both to be a lot better. And they have been a lot better in the playoffs. So I, I know they believe that it could happen, but they're digging themselves a hole here with these two guys. And, then, as I've been saying for a while, what happens when Steph – if Steph gets hurt? What, what happens if Draymond misses 15 games? But if they both miss 15 games, then you're looking at a team that's going to be maybe struggling to get to the seventh seed. And that's what this is. You know, the 18-2 and two saved them from that last season. And they are not saving themselves – they are, they are not at all giving themselves any leeway. You know, and it's happening right
0: now. This is happening. And they're going to be digging out of this for a long time. Uh, next five, Knicks at home Friday night. Um, they've been good at home. You'd expect yep. them to be favored and, and be able to win that uh, at Houston. You know, as you mentioned, if there's a time to get a road game, Sunday at Houston, then at New Orleans Monday. You know, they they just rested all their main guys on the on the second night of back to back in uh, or you know against the Pelicans. So. You know, maybe the desperation makes it so they play some of these guys, but uh, you know that's a dangerous game. Then you come back home for Clippers, Jazz. Uh, that's the next five, and then at Minnesota, at Dallas, those are two tough games. So you know, there's a, these next two you kind of need to get um, just to, to stabilize to make sure this really doesn't spiral. Uh, if they but, lose to Houston, Slater, What's you gonna do? What, yeah. what What's your call? What's <laughs> your call? I don't know what it's going to be. What's your headline? Come on.
1: This yeah. you... <laughs> season is – no, um, it, it would be really bad. It would be alarm bells truly going off. There would be credible alarm bells. I think there are already some alarm bells going off in the front office. And they don't want to act rashly. They like the talent. I, I think you and I are right. Like, the talent's there. It's just not fitting. It's just, like, not on the same – you know, page or whatever you want to say, and they might have to make a move. I mean, I think they might have to make a move in the next two weeks, you know, even before they the deadline, or, or at least get ready to make a move because they can't keep doing this. Because something's going to blow up if they can't. You know, there's going to be something happening if, if this keeps going. They lose to Houston. There's going to be some really interesting conversations being held, I think, in the locker room, in the coaching offices, and in the front office.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we know where this is at in this, like, you know, later stages of the Steph Curry, you know, prime, which won't ever end at this point. <laughs> I don't, I but mean, that, maybe, yeah, that,
1: You know, that is turning up the heat on everybody. Right. I mean,
0: yeah. You
1: know, the fact that you're not just building for this year, you could be building for next year, you know, like he could very well be just this good next season and that changes like oh wait a minute then like why we can't wait another year for Wiseman? you know possibly can't wait another year for Kaminga. like like that changes the dimensions of this uh, in a good way you know it's a superstar the once-in-a-lifetime superstar who continues to go strong but like you have more responsibility to him like he's doing this for you y- you don't know if any of these guys are going to be great and they're looking like they're gonna, there's going to be a ceiling on what you can expect out of Wiseman for sure, and probably for Kaminga. Like this is it. Like and, and there is some responsibility. Just to, to like, listen, if there's a title out there to begin, it is not and it's not with this construction. You have to seriously look at changing the construction, at least in like roster spot six, seven, eight, you know, right in there somewhere. And I, I think they will. I think you know th- this is at all like what we're feeling in three weeks. I think they're going to make a move. I mean, at some point they're making a move.
0: Yeah, I think tonight was somewhat had to be alarming because uh, you thought they might have figured some stuff out in the Spurs game. Not oh wow, you blew you blew out a bad Spurs team, but it was like you know, pool kind of got unlocked. Uh, you you found something a little bit better. I thought off the bench, you, you you kind of announced to the world that James Wiseman was going to the G League, which felt like that was kind of you know throwing a weight off, you know, the situation he's in Santa Cruz, you know, that's no longer a storyline uh, around the team. And it's like, you, you thought this was the night that they at least really showed up, right? You know, maybe Phoenix, you know, plays out of their minds, hits yep. some late threes and, and steals and you don't win the game, but just the way they played yep. was alarming. I thought. I agree. The defense being
1: shredded, I think is the, the biggest thing. They played good defense against, you know, I mean, again, it was against who they were against, but it was good defense against the Spurs. Like, that was solid Warriors-level defense. Like, okay, at least maintain that. Or a, a semblance. You know, maybe you don't hold them to 98, you hold them to 108. But they didn't. You know, there was no chance they were holding this team to 108. And that's without Chris Paul. And, you know, whatever. We can say whatever we say about Chris Paul. But, you know, he's a very good Hall of Fame player. And he wasn't out there. Cam Johnson's not out. I mean, they, they, they're, they're players that Phoenix do not have. And that the Warriors were not competitive on the defensive side, I think is very, very problematic for them. And they have to start thinking, are they ever going to get there? And if they're not with this group, then they have to figure out how they're going to get there. Because you can't kick the season away. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, one thing I didn't put in my column was like, if they don't get this done and they're like not good this season and you're in February, do you think about blowing the whole thing up? I mean, not trading 30, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that could happen. Like, if this is really bad and they don't have the prospect to win the title,
0: then we really might see the end of at least, you know, one the, big part there. I mean, one, this is, you know, it was a minor move within um, – I'm just I'm, – I'm taking this back to the D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. trade. And obviously that is remembered as a home run trade because they got Wiggins and the picks that became Kaminga. But within that, they, you know, dumped weight off the roster. Jacob, that was when they threw Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman into the deal to to get salaries off. And that was because they were ducking the tax because they wanted to get out of the repeater for a little bit. Um, But part of the the rationalization that was given for that move was uh, that we're not contending. So why be a tax team? Yep. And, you know, where you're right is like if they – collectively decide they're not contenders you know then suddenly it's not just like oh you know rework for this rework for that like suddenly Joe Laker probably looks at this crazy tax bill a little differently like i am play this for a first round exit you know yep. potentially something yep. like that so well,
1: Myers said it last year like you know that they, they basically was told that we're not paying 380 or whatever the number was last year 350 for a team that can't compete for a championship and thank god we did and it's 380 now. And what if did they get to that point? Like, and we know it's coming next year. And do they want to be stuck with that one going into next season? Like, there's major thing. Again, this is a long way from that, but if they're looking anything like this in early February, it is going to be something that could, you know, the most drastic part of it, again. I didn't write about it because people would gone crazy, but that is the side where they could move off of draymond green i'll just say they can move off of draymond green at that point again they would have to feel that they were, they can't win a championship and maybe they would never feel that but it's getting close
0: to you know you go yeah, the one thing i would them. say though is like you know the we don't know how much and it's it's intangible really to know how much the draymond green preseason punch is yeah. impacting how they're playing i don't know um but it didn't help. It didn't help. It did not help. And, and maybe that is like there is a lifelessness to the team. And maybe that is still, you know, you know, bleeding over. But he on the court right now and, you know, behind the scenes, as far as on a day to day basis, how he's acting is not a problem at all. I like agree. he's he's yeah. playing fine and he's, you know, I think been good behind the scenes now again what he's already done like the the ramifications of that the ripple effects of that you know it, it probably does still have like some unknown level of impact that is tough to, to read but like you know trading Draymond Green certainly doesn't solve no modern no, issues no. <laughs> I,
1: we're just saying the reality of yeah. Joe Lake is not going to want to pay $380 million for a team that's not competing for a championship And then looking at the prospect
0: of 450. I will say, and you'll remember this, there are times, and like Kerr and Myers have admitted it, there were times last season, particularly around like March, February, March, where they said they were coming together for conversations and saying, man, we're not a contender. Like they didn't think. Yep. or stretches last season, they were – like, they were – it maybe didn't feel this stark, but maybe it did. Like, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's tough to take our brains back to there yeah. because no, we no, know I what not think, after. Yeah,
1: it wasn't great, but they still had that 18-2 and two start. Like, you still had that, and you still had that, okay, what's the – you know, what they might have gone down to a fifth seed. Remember, I remember that. I mean, that was that late run to not be the fifth seed, and that would have been shaky. But, but the fifth seed was, like, the worst they were going to do. That is, no, that is not the spectrum right now, Slater. Like,
0: the fifth seed might look pretty good to them right now. You're right. <laughs> you You're know? right. But, you know, you mentioned, like, things that can still make them believe. Like, the reality that they just did win the title with mostly this core yep. still yep. can kind of make them. And we know how, like, Myers is, like, super patient and, yep. uh, you know, long-range thinker. So. That's and, why I
1: think it's going to be a trade within, you know, under the constructs that that we've talked about, it's it's a little safer ground. Right? It's it's move Wiseman, maybe move Kaminga if you have to, you know, that sort of thing to try to get one guy who could just make the rest of it make more sense. And, you know, that's a Jay Crowder or or GP2. Or, you know, I'm, there might be another one out there, I'm sure, but I can't think of it. Uh, that's where I much more like they still believe they're not going to go all the way in and yet they're going to make sure that they give Steph a good shot at this because he deserves it and hope that Poole and Clay are really good the rest of the way. We'll see. I mean, that's much more realistic. I'm just saying, like, if this is like this and they're talking like, you know, if they're at like 6 and 20 on the road at that point or maybe even worse, I think that big one has to be on the table at that point. I think it does. I I mean, I just don't think they're looking at a – $450 $450 million payroll in next season with a team that's stinking this season. Like they have to make that move now and they can't trade pool. And I don't think they want to. And there's someone else they can trade at that point. So again, I'm not reporting anything. I'm just saying that's the big thing that I left out of that last call on purpose, but I'll bring it up now after this performance.
0: All right, Tim, uh, we'll talk. Uh, I probably, you know what? Like I said, Friday night, Knicks game, like every game kind of feels, important right now so um yeah we'll talk then